Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tariq Time, where we talk about Tigray's history, and it's now available on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. On today's episode, we'll be talking about folklore and superstitions in Tigray. Thank you, and welcome to Tariq Time. We are just waiting for our teacher, uh, Danny, to join, and then we have a couple of special guests for you, so it should be a very fun and exciting episode. Danny, if you're in here, can you request to join? Hey. Hi, Danny. Hello, hello. Great job with the intro. Oh, yeah. I had it on standby, ready to read. (laughs) The handle? How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to go. Yeah, you know this is my favorite topic, so I'm like really excited. Same, same. I enjoy this too. I think we're supposed to have some guests drop in at some point. Yes. Um, so everybody, as you know, we're talking about, uh, let's see, folklore and superstition. So Danny, so, do you want me to, our guests are in the audience. Should, uh, do you want them to come up right away or do you want to do, how do you want this to go? Bring them up, bring them up. Let's do it. Okay, let's go. There's a lot of people really, uh, like, they can't wait for this episode, so. Really? Okay, that's good. Whoa, hello. Hey, Hi. <laughs> Everybody, we have Maabel here today. You can, if you want to give yourself a little intro, she does a lot for the Tigray movement, and we're so honored to have her on United Tagaru Canada's Tariq Time. Um, I don't know what kind of intro I can give. I'm not doing enough. I'm sure there's more I can do for our people, and I'll keep going. <laughs> She's being humble. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. That's how our people are. You know, well, um, I'm a mom of three, I'm in the Tri-State, and I'm a co-founder of um, Tigray Action Committee. If you guys don't know, Tigray Action Community is doing a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, she was live with Erica Badu, uh, just to say, like, just for to mention one thing. So they're doing mm. a lot of things. They had a run, they raised a lot of money. Okay, wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in and off of mute because my kids are probably going to scream, so I'm going to do my best, guys. <laughs> no worries. Okay. okay. <laughs> and so our other guest, Samhal, are you in here? Mm-hmm. I, I think I saw her come in, yeah. Okay, if you're in here, Samhal, can you request? And uh, Dan, you can go ahead and start. Okay, so yeah, we're going to be talking about a few subjects that we've talked about usually... I kept them as sort of like canned questions for the question and answer period when I have uncle here. So the Dekahadirtana slash Zarti, you know, we're going to be talking about maybe magic in general and the way it's perceived in Tigray, Um, Buddha and what that is and what that means, because it seems like it can have multiple meanings. Um, And then maybe a few other things like, you know, hopefully we can get to the topic of uh, serpents and our past, you know, before we were Christians, and <laughs> I can see Mabel's reacting. I'm so excited um, about all of this. You have no idea. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. So am I. I'm very, very excited. So why don't we start off with um, the one that it, everyone seems to be familiar with on s- some level is Dekahedertanad. I don't know. Like uh, this, this one is going to be a little bit different. This episode usually I do a little bit of a presentation. Maybe Uncle joins me and someone else. This one I felt. You know, let's be a little bit more off the cuff. Let's just have a, a, a conversation. Looks like Semhal's having some 
technical difficulties. We'll be bringing her up in a bit. Um, so what do you guys know about the Deca Hedestana? Um, okay, I what I what I've heard is that they are like they're kind of ghosts. They are really beautiful, and I I learned this on Clubhouse actually that they uh, I guess Eve tried to hide her kids from like God, and mm-hmm. um, and she hid the beautiful ones. So then, mm-hmm. like as revenge, I don't want to call it revenge, but as punishment. He mm-hmm. he took them away from her. He made them invisible. Yeah. What about you, Mabel? Did you ever hear anything like this? No. Mm-mm, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. And what, Febu? Did you hear about this before we started talking about it? So what I I knew, um, I didn't know about Eve. I just knew that that they were like kind of invisible. Same. I didn't know about the Eve thing, but my mom told me about the the Deca Hedertana. And you know what's really really funny. I'd only heard about this from my mom. Yesterday, I was talking to my dad. We were talking about something completely random, and he brought it up on his own. And he also told me, I'll tell you guys these stories. He told me stories that were very similar to my mom's. So I'll tell you the stories my mom would tell me. He's like, she also didn't know about the Eve thing, but she said, there's like these invisible people, and they can make themselves seen. So that's basically, you know, that was the basic thrust of it. Are they similar to jinn spirits? You know what? I've thought of that, and um, our very own Shawit, she showed me a description of, I, I forget what they're called, but it's something from Scandinavia, and the description is literally the exact same as Deca Hedertana. Exact same. They're a group of people, they're invisible, they live in like, almost like, the description is like, they have their own place they live in that's like a material plane that's intersects with ours, if that makes sense. It's like a different dimension that's related to ours, but we can't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I know? Um, I remember hearing about this when I was a kid that you're supposed to leave food out for them. People will leave out something, some food, some drink or water or something like that. And that's for them. Why? Um, I, you know what? Here, I'll tell you what my dad also said. Um, he, when he was talking about that, he said it's like, they're not just called Deca Hedertana. I asked him about Zarti, by the way. He said it's the Hantiyu. Most people say Deca Hedertana, but it's the same thing. Hunt, uh, mm. Zarti, whatever. But he said, and also they say, they're called them Ahawatana, or like, well, how do you say, um, what's the feminine version of Ahawatana? Our I sisters. It's like our ancestors. Our ancestors. Yes, that's exactly Mabel. Like, it's like, they're like our family. And like, the, what he said is they're not evil, they're like nice, and as long as you don't poke them, that's his, you know, that was his description. He said you don't, don't, you know, disturb them and hey, hello. Hey, everybody. Sorry, my phone was acting dumb. No, no worries, okay. we know how technology is. Yes. We're so happy to have you with us. I'm so excited mm-hmm. for this episode. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Do you, do you know what we're talking about, Semhal? We're talking about the Deca Hedertana. No, what is that? Okay, so we were just explaining, like, for those people who don't know, they're like invisible people that you can't see. They can make themselves seen. And um, it's it seems like a lot of people have kind of, like, heard about them. Some people haven't. And I was telling people the stories that my dad told me. Because okay. this stuff generally doesn't seem to be written down. There's a little bit of stuff on it on the Internet. Um, but as I was saying, they're not evil, from what my dad told me. 
they're um they seem to just be like you know uh, they, they they call them like you were saying ahawatana they're like our family and oh, interesting. you leave out food for them as i was saying to the others food or drink and even my dad says till this day he always leaves a, a glass of water <laughs> every single night no matter where he is just in case he always Wait. leaves a glass of water mm-hmm. okay so I heard though that they are dangerous. Like you, you don't see them, but when they mm. come, they'll like they kill you. Interesting. See, this is the thing with these kinds of stories. You're always going to hear different stuff. Because uh, he told me another story, and my mom told. I'll tell you the stories my mom and my dad told me. I was like, hmm, interesting. My mom, not a very superstitious person, and sh- this is the only story when she tells it to me. And I'm like, ah, I don't quite believe that. She gets mad at me. She's like, you don't believe me? You don't believe your mother? When she was a little girl, like three or four, she says she was in her room. And then a dark man came into the room and he pinched her. And then she screamed and cried. And if anyone, someone said they're confused. If you're confused, you have any questions whatsoever, put them in the question box. Fabu will bring them to us and we'll see if we can answer it for you. So he pinched her. People, she screamed and cried. People came into the room and then no one saw him. And then he waited until the people left and then he left. And then um, what my dad told me is that his grandfather told him a story. His grandfather was a hunter. He used to like going out hunting in Tigray, you know, gazelle, stuff like that. Um, and he said one day he was going out really, really far. And he heard a voice in his head say, um, not in his head, sorry. He heard a voice say, if the milk boils over, you're dead. And he got confused and the voice said, he just told me this yesterday. If the milk boils over, you're dead. And then he looked around and he saw some milk boiling. And there was like a little hut. And so he went over and he said he there was like some milk that wasn't boiling. He took a little bit of it. It was about to boil over and he put it into the boiling milk. And because, you know, it's colder, it stopped it from boiling over and then he took it off of the the little fire and then he just sort of walked away and he said as he was walking away he heard a voice and it said ah you saved your life wow <laughs> i know that's what he told me that yesterday and i don't know it's uh one thing they both told me is my mom said it and she told me this when i was a kid young she said she would see fires and off in the distance and then they would go to check the fire and then as soon as they got there the fire was gone and there was nothing my dad just yesterday on his own told me when he was young not just him his brothers his family members they would see a fire off in like a specific area they would go in the morning not at night they weren't brave and silly like my mom they would go and there would be like no evidence of a fire whatsoever and when they would ask their parents they would say ah, it's just the way it is you know like, and they weren't surprised at all. It wasn't anything of note to them. This is the young kids who were interested. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I saw somebody say in the comment, um, are they Eve's hidden children? And yeah, that's that's the ones we're talking about. Yeah, the story that Febu related that they were, Eve hid her most beautiful children. And then, as she said, that God uh, punished them by making them invisible so that people couldn't see their beauty. That's the That's the story. So you guys haven't, you guys never heard anything when your kids are from your parents or anything like that? I never, I never heard anything like that at all, at all. I've heard um, a little bit, something's a little bit similar, but it's in regards to snakes. 
Ah, okay. My dad was actually telling me that in Figueredo, like there was like a really big tree, and people would tell them that they have to be really quiet because there's a snake that protects everybody, and they called him Hawana. So it's kind of similar because like, and they saw him as like a almost like a family member. <laughs> and like a protector. Okay. And so, like, my dad said, every time they would walk by, they'd be like, shh, like, don't say anything, be quiet. They'd be really quiet. Wow. Yeah, okay, but that's... they never saw it, but they just, it was just a protector. And they would always um, say, don't get on his bad side. Like, you have to uh, be good. Hmm. It's kind of similar. The snake thing is very interesting. Fabu, uh, Mabel, have you guys heard of anything about, like, snakes or anything? Like, not really. No, Just okay. what you told us about the dancing and the... Oh, that, that was... Yeah, yeah, that was uncle. So when oh, I was yeah. a kid, I also heard this about... Something about us, used, we used to be ruled by dragons or serpents, large serpents, right? I did some research. There's quite a bit of documentation about this on the internet, actually. Um, there's lots of different stories. Um, there's even, like, um, at some point in the 11th century, so that's like 1,000-ish, the Egyptians sent a new pope to us because we used to have to get it sent from Egypt. And then uh, there's a point, this is documented in a letter, and it says he went to go exterminate the cult of the serpent. Right? Um, I'm just giving a little bit of backstory here. There's another thing, we talked about this in the first and second episode, I believe, where there's a lot of speculation about the land of Punt. I'm sure you guys have heard about Punt. It's an ancient area. Um, Could it be... Tigray, Eritrea, or could it be somewhere Somalia, somewhere Yemen? There's a bit of confusion about where it could be. It's been narrowed down. And there's, you know, been genetic studies on some animals that have been said to come from Punt, blah, blah, blah. One really interesting thing to me is, you know, so we have this history where we talk about um, snakes in our culture. And there's this legend that we used to be ruled by a particular giant snake named Arwe. And there's even a legend that either Nigistisaba or Makeda or her ancestor, one of them, the story's different, killed that snake, and then we were no longer ruled by snakes, and that's how we became ruled by people. Um, there's an old, the oldest written Egyptian, you know, uh, story on papyrus is called The Tale of the Shipwrecked Sailor. I remember when I found this, if you guys go back and you watch the first episode of Tariq Time, and you watch when I mentioned this, Uncle's eyes go like this when I talk about it. So the tale of the shipwrecked sailor is basically a guy from Egypt. He's a sailor. Obviously, he gets shipwrecked on an island. He's lost. Then he meets a giant serpent. And, you know, he starts talking to the serpent. He's afraid at first, blah, blah, blah. And eventually the serpent says to him, I'm not going to go through the whole story. It's not all relevant. The serpent says, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll help you get off the island. And then the, the sailor says, oh, my God, you know, I know the pharaoh. I will go to the pharaoh of Egypt and I'll make sure he sends you treasures, food, whatever you want. And then the snake says... I don't need any of that. I am the Lord of Punt. I rule Punt. So when I first read that, I went, oh, and that's exactly what uncle did. His eyes went, oh, it's, you know, snake worship. Punt might be in Tigray or Eritrea. And then we find a story written by Egyptians themselves where a snake says it's the Lord of Punt. So pulling back a little bit into what Semhal said, my mom used to tell me stories about how monasteries in certain holy places were guarded by snakes. And we even have, you guys know Debra Damo in Tigray and the story of how I've heard, I think it's Abuna Aragawi. He, it's, it's on like a big projection. You know what I mean? 
It's like if you guys have ever seen, for those of you that don't know, actually, let's say if my neck and my collarbone is the land, then Debra Damo is like on a big cliff that just juts straight up. So you can't like walk up it. It's completely sheer. And they built the monastery above on the top, right? So it's said that he got help from a snake that helped him climb up. So it slithered around him and then went up and then dropped him there. So we see that sort of relationship. And also just yesterday when I was talking to my dad, I asked him about it. He said the exact same thing. He says, sometimes we call snake a hawatana, like our our brothers. And he said there was... He, he just, he didn't give us an exact reason, but he's like, sometimes we say that and sometimes they're known to be around holy places and you don't mess with them. Exactly what Semhal was saying. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get on their bad side. So it's, it's interesting stuff. You know, it seems like people don't really like talk about it too much. I have a feeling it's maybe because it's not officially sanctioned by the church. So, you know, you don't want to, they don't want to step on any toes. But I have a feeling it must get passed down somehow. You know what I mean? When did when did we like stop seeing snakes that way? Because it seems like in early Christianity, snakes weren't seen so badly. But then, you know, towards Garden of Eden, everything shifted towards snakes. And now everybody is so scared of them and sees evil in them. That's a very, very good question. It seems like, you know, one thing is when, when after, like, so we converted to Christianity when, I don't remember the exact date, but we can find it and we know because Izana, his coins used to be minted with, you know, the moon and the crescent because we used to worship different pagan gods and such. And then there's one year where it switches and it has the cross on it, right? The coin. So it corroborates with certain stories and other facts that we know. So we know pretty much the year that he converted. I don't have it on hand, but we know the year. Um... Even though Izana converted, it would obviously take time for the whole society to convert. As I said, you know, we have the uh, the the Pope that they sent from Egypt and he exterminated the cult of the saint, sorry, the cult of the serpent. And that was like 700 years later. So, of course, it's going to take time. But it's also so there's not going to be um, an exact date when our views shifted on snakes. But it's very interesting to note that our patron saint in our church is St. George, St. George who killed the dragon. So if you guys know, you know that picture, he's on a horse and he's got like a spear and he's killing like some serpent creature. If you've ever, a lot of churches will have that. It's so, a poster that's like above everybody's uh, bed, I feel like. I've seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've all seen it everywhere. So I don't know. And it, it's it's interesting that, you know, this is the Deca de Hertana and the, the snakes in our culture, they have a sort of, position where it's not quite clear whether they're good or bad or maybe they could be both you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's that's uh some interesting stuff okay so have you guys ever heard of buddha that's actually okay. my favorite one same because buddha seems to encompass a bunch of things so let's let's go one by one um actually let's start with somehow somehow what do you know about buddha what do you what have you heard about it i haven't heard anything Oh, okay. You so you've never heard about this at all. Did you guys talk about it on the podcast? A little we bit. We talked a, a little bit. We did. I think um, that's the only reference that I have to it. Okay, interesting. What about you, Mabel? What have you heard about Buddha? Yeah, I haven't heard like details, but I've. It's like something that's passed down in the family, and it's specific to families. Not shaped on you, so it's not good, and mm-hmm. it's shameful. 
So people who are said to be Buddha or have that in their family, it's kind of like they're not seen in a good light. But it's um, I've also heard that it's kind of um, they have like magical powers, like not Xavier like, Iconin. You know what I mean? Like it's it's against mm. God kind of stuff. But yeah. I'm very very interested. <laughs> Okay, so Febu, what about you? We've talked about this a bunch, so what do you... Um, okay, so what I know is that they... So many weird things about them. Like, it can it can possess you, it can go inside your body, it can come in in, like, different ways. Like, I've heard so many different stories. You fall and there's a cut on your leg and can come into you through that. Um, you, A lot of people have been said to turn into hyenas, um was the other thing they 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 can like curse you basically you know mm-hmm. if you like in my mind they're really petty so what well, from the stories that i've heard if you do something that they don't like like they're they're upset about it they they kind of curse you this is let's just start with that and then i'll add to my stories that i've heard about them I've okay heard the, I, i've heard the same I've, thing yeah i'd like to hear those stories from both of you yeah so that's the that's very interesting um because usually when you hear people talk about Buddha, usually they talk about what Febu was talking about. So like the magical sort of, they can curse you. They they can, you know, I've heard stuff like almost very similar to Buddha where, uh, sorry, not voodoo, sorry. Uh, that that my uh, cousin told me in Tigray, he's saying, you know, they can take like a piece of grass and make it look like a person and they can like connect it to a person and snap it and then your back will snap or something like that. And usually I've never heard of um, Buddha being connected to anything good, you know, compared to like Dekahedertana or Zarti, where there's some sort of, or sorry, or the snakes, where there's some sort of um, goodness attached to them. But what's really interesting that you said, Mabel, which doesn't come up too much, is the the family. So this is something we talked about with Febu, I think, mm-hmm. is that there's a group of people in Tigray, I think they're called Tabi. So they work with like their hands. So they work generally with like blacksmithing, pottery, other arts and crafts like that. And they're looked down upon very heavily. Even back in the day, if you were Tabib, you couldn't marry someone else who wasn't Tabib. And they were also said, many of them, to be Buddha. And that's also how they would create their things. Like my mom tells me the story about how she was a kid. She didn't have any toys, you know, in a village in Tigray. So she wanted to make her own toys. She found some clay. She fashioned it into like some toys. She put it in her mom's oven, pulled it out after it was hot. She made her own toys. And then her mom caught it and she broke it. She said, we don't do that here. We don't make stuff out of clay. That's for those other people. That's how seriously they would take it. So it's interesting that you like heard that like it comes from a certain group of people and it comes from their line. Because I didn't even learn that until I read about it on the internet. I only... Yeah, I learned it from the internet. The only thing I knew is that it's like black magic and stuff like that. But yeah, Febu or Mabel, you want to? I just want to add to the Tabib thing because so what I was told is that Tabib are pretty much just people who are skilled at as some type of trade, you know, and they were trained. They were trained themselves. And that's how they started learning how to do these things. Correct me if I'm wrong, Danny. So then yeah, yeah. then those people like basically everyone just started thinking that they were Buddha Buddhas because they knew how to do things other people didn't know how to do. So they were considered as like, I don't know, like witchcraft kind of thing because they had skills that nobody else had. 
And so basically that's all I wanted to add about the Tebi. Yeah. But what about, what do you, you said, you guys said you had some stories about the Buddha. Febu, maybe you want to go first? Like what yeah, did you okay. hear? Well, I, I've heard a couple of things. Um, okay, the saying, I heard the saying Buddha Atiwa a lot, which means like Buddha went into her. Okay. And yeah. so what I heard, these like examples I'll give you. For example, there was a girl, I, these are just stories I heard when I went back home. There was a girl, she was, she did something like track and field. She was a runner. And she one day tripped and fell playing track. And somebody who was jealous of her was a Buddha. And when she fell and she had a cut on her knee, the Buddha took that as an opportunity to go into her body through that cut and then uh, basically crippled her. Like she couldn't walk anymore after that because they went into her. And this is what it's said to be to happen to her because of Buddha. Wow. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Mabel's <one> not. <laughs> she's not happy. <laughs> what did you What did you think about that? Slash, do you have any stories, Mabel? Well, that story kind of sounds like she fell, she got hurt, and something happened to her physically, and then that was that. <laughs> but Pers- personally, that's what I also believe. I don't generally really believe in this stuff, but yeah. I think it's important for us to learn about it. You know, on Clubhouse, someone asked me, "Why do you like this topic so much?" And I said. You know, I think it was roughly 200-ish years ago, there were these guys called the Brothers Grimm in Europe. Yeah. And they went around Germany, because they were from Germany, collecting fairy tale stories, right? And a lot of these stories were old, like, you know, kind of like folk stories. And then they wrote them down in Grimm's fairy tales. And, you know, now we know about a lot of them because they were written down. And, you know, I, I know it's not church adjacent. And also, you know, we live in 2021, so... We have a lot more knowledge and access to it. I still think there's something valuable about it. It's part of our culture. It's just interesting to know about. And, you know, the snake thing, you know, um, if we just sort of writ that off and and didn't, um, you know, think about it at all, we wouldn't be able to make that connection to Punta that has like a real, you know, um, connection to our history. So that's what I'll say about that. But um, do you have... I I love that you're doing this because this Definitely. is a part of our culture that a lot of us don't have access to and mm-hmm. now our children are going to have access it's incredible i'm so glad that you're doing this like it really it means a lot to me personally so i'm happy about it um i have a couple of things so with the the trades i was watching something last night actually and it was this woman talking about jewelry and how she lived in north africa right and the people of north africa have this belief that women aren't supposed to be the ones that work with metal because it's alchemy right it's an alchemy and you can't be an alchemist if you're a woman and so it sounds to me like a lot of the things that buddha were doing would have been considered alchemy if we had that word you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we see it as magic we see it as all these things so i thought that was interesting but i the buddha story that i one of the buddha i've heard a lot of them but one of them was that this guy was in tigray and he was he was walking around and there was a lake that he's not supposed to go to and his family kept telling him don't go to this lake he was a part of the diaspora like he wasn't he wasn't living in Tigray. He was just visiting. And they kept saying, don't go over there. That lake is not safe. That's not where you want to be. Just don't go over there. And he was curious. So he went and Buddha entered him. And it just completely changed him for the rest of his life. Like, it's like Shaitan was inside of him from then on. It was just, he was not a good person. And they had to, like, take him to church and try to, like, you know, cure him from what happened at that lake. But the lake was like, it was Buddha. So there's that. <laughs> Just like really wow, that's interesting. Well, actually, um, t- sorry, ahead. who's gonna? 
just to what you were saying uh, about alchemy is I actually read uh, a whole paper about, you know, the Buddha it's uh, available online. I think I have it on the discord. Um, and it talks about that, about how the people surrounding the Buddha in Tigray and Amhara would view them as the, 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 the craft work they were engaged in was seen as some sort of magical creation. They assumed that there was some sort of magic and some sort of perversion of the divine involved in them creating things like that. And that was also why they were, they were stigmatized. So you were, you're, you're very like, you're spot on there basically is what I'm going to say. But uh, sorry, Feb, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say like, even in these comments, there are many people who are saying like, it's, it's real. It happened to me. It happened to somebody I know, like a lot of people, even somebody right now actually said, you guys think these beliefs are gone. I'm assuming you mean it back home in Tigray. And I actually think it's like 100% alive and people really, even as much as they don't want to talk about it, they really believe it back home. Absolutely. They're very scared. Um, and I just wanted to add like a, a similar story to what Mabel said. I knew, well, sorry, I didn't know this person. Somebody very close to me told me a story about somebody they personally knew well, went back home, was from the diaspora, only spoke English, okay? Didn't even speak uh, Tigrinya, okay? They're Tigrinya speakers. Didn't even speak Tigrinya. Somehow the Buddha went inside this person and they became possessed and they started, it was the devil speaking out in Amharinya. And this is a Tigrinya speaker who didn't like, her family spoke Tigrinya, but she never even spoke Tigrinya. She didn't know Tigrinya. So imagine like now all of a sudden this person born and raised in the diaspora is speaking in Amharinya. So it's kind of crazy. It's really kind of crazy. They had to do a whole like exorcism basically, you know, like, I don't know what the word is in Tigrinya, but they were giving her Jebel and like really trying to get the devil out. So it's wild. Like, I don't know. I, people ask, do you believe it? Do you not believe it? Some stories are very hard not to believe. Other stories, it's probably a combination of mental health, whatever, you know, but some of them, it's just unexplainable. I believe it. Danny, I think you're frozen. Oh. <laughs> I believe it, though. I really believe the stories because they've been passed on for so long. Oh, he dropped. No, it's true. And even um, a lady... So I'm from Aksum. Actually, this is an interesting topic. I'm sure Danny would have wanted me to share this with you guys. <laughs> I I always heard, I don't co-sign this, but this is just what I heard. If they say Aksum has the most amount of Buddhas because it's the holiest city in Tigray, and these are air quotes in case you're listening on the podcast, it's the holiest city in Tigray. So they say a lot of there's a lot of Buddha there because the devil is working like overtime to try and possess everybody. So they always say like Aksum is full of Buddhas for that reason, which who knows? I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Oh, he's requesting to come back in. And actually, guys in the audience, like I don't know if anybody has um, Anybody wants to share their story later? If we have time at the end of it, maybe we can do that. I don't know. Danny, I got I got to interrupt you guys. Mm. You said you were talking about the devil. I swear to God, the power went out in the house for like a brief second. Everything went black. <laughs> I, and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> oh my God. What, what did I miss? No, I just told them how. Yeah, hundred percent. I, Danny, I was just telling them that that they say Aksum has the most amount of Buddhas because it's the holiest city, and the devil is working overtime. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Interesting. My mom makes fun of my her, her friend from Axum by making like hyena noises to him. And he gets all mad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, I'm so like I'm a little bit shook to be honest. Like I swear to God, everything went black for a second. I was wondering what's going on. Um, okay, so n- next up, um, if does anything does anyone have anything else to add before we move on? I have one thing to add, if it's okay. Okay. Yes. So. When I first heard the first episode, right, and you guys were talking about the snakes and the iskista and all that, um, first off, my mind was blown. But I called my mom to ask her about it in a like a like a not so we're snake worshippers way. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, "Mom, have you ever heard of any of this kind of stuff?" And she was like, "No, first off, we're Christians, so absolutely not. But second off, you if you want to know about like ancient history or like Tigray's history, you wouldn't ask our generation." You would ask the generation older than us or the generation younger than us. And I was like, why? And she was like, when we were in school, we were in school during Duck, like during a war. So we were taught about socialism. We were taught about capitalism. We were taught about like different isms and governments. And so we didn't get that type of education. Our education was like, you know, so minimal compared to what they got before and what they're getting after. And so maybe these things exist, but we don't have access to them. So the fact that you guys are bringing this access to us and to just our community overall is really really incredible and i'm, I'm really thankful for it oh, oh, thank course. you thank you very much yeah. but the topic is even so taboo like for example i called my parents before this live to be like okay i've already asked my family all these kinds of questions in the past and they hate talking about it but i mm. try to say like oh dad i'm going live like do you have any any stories i could talk about he my mom told him hang up on her we're not we don't give her any information there's nothing we don't believe in that buddha is fake why are you even talking about it like it was this whole thing so it just goes to show you how they hate talking about it but i think it's so important to talk about because it gives us so much insight on a lot of societal things in Mm -hmm. tigray that they might allude it to something else but it's really like the culture and you know superstitions you know what? Yes, I'm to what you're saying. I know someone in my family, I think I might have told this story before, who they would say like, you know, Shaitan is in her or Buddha is in her. I was like, oh, okay. And there was a whole, people didn't like her because they said she would make up stuff about uh, other people. They would say, she would say bad things, blah, blah, blah. And I was talking to my mom about uh, her and I was like, she seems fine to me. She likes me. She goes, ah, oh, probably because you're younger, you know. And then, you know, also... You know what else she does? She talks to people who aren't there, and I was like, "Oh, oh my God, his Wi-Fi again! I can't. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> yo, wow. You know okay, what I will say? This wow. this can ruin people's life. Like when I was, um, I grew up in Denver, and so yeah. when I was in Denver. There was like a moment in time where they were saying that one family specifically was Buddha. And it was like, it was really mean. It was a way of like trying oh, to wow. them. Yeah. And like other them. So it's like these things kind of come with us. Oh, what happened? What happened? <laughs> Same thing. Everything went black again. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, Danny, this is crazy. I'm, I'm so spooked right now. My heart's... <laughs> okay. This has never happened before on Tariq Time. Can I finish my story? Like, what was... No, no, wait. No, you keep going. That was really interesting what you were saying. Hold on, Danny. This You're going to be shocked at this. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just saying how that, like, when I was growing up, there was 
uh, a family, right, that they were saying was Buddha, that they had Buddha in them, and it was, like, throughout the entire family. And it was a way that they were trying to, like, ostracize them and other them from the community, right? So, like, after a while, they stopped coming to church. They stopped coming around. So it was, like, one of those things that came with us from Tigray. And, like, it's a part of all, it's a part of our culture, regardless if we talk about it or not or tell our kids about it. It's there. And mm. so I think it's really important to to know so that, you know, we don't do that to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, even what, sorry, Dan, I'm going to let you go, but I just want to tell you guys like, something that I would say this seems crazy and it sounds crazy. Like, I know people who said, like, their father, their own dad told them stories about how he saw, and this is going to sound unbelievable, but how he saw somebody turn into a zibi, like, turn into a hyena. He saw it with his own eyes. For me, that's like, mm, it's got to be a lie, you know? But people swear by it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll finish my story. I'm freaked out, but I'll finish. So, and this story isn't even... Uh, it was more about what Semha was saying. So this lady, she would s- speak to people who aren't there. She would um, um, talk about things that didn't happen. And I was like, guys, that sounds like um, schizophrenia. And they were like, what's that? And then I explained it to them. They explained it to them. She went to see a doctor. Turns out she has schizophrenia. She got her meds. She's good. But they didn't, you know know what that was so their way of explaining it is by saying in you know buddha shaitan so in some ways not talking about this stuff and not thinking about it can lead to you know really negative consequences for us because people in our family really like they didn't like her they assumed it was intentional you know what i mean yeah yeah so let's see um we got another saying i Mm -hmm. saw that as a child somebody in this comment is saying she saw this as a kid you know what they told me when I was a kid? I went there for two years. I, I love joking around about this. You know, our parents will always say, if you're not good, I'm going to send you back to Tigray, to Ethiopia. They did that to me. I was Rabash. They sent me back to Addis Ababa. So I lived in Addis for two years. And there was one point where we were like, just all sitting in the house, you know, it was getting late. And they were telling us, the, all the adults and us, they were talking about how someone... Um, some person, the police caught some person killing someone, and then they said, we are, you know, uh, what is it called? They called it Namharik's Yesojib, right? We are Yesojib. We are everywhere, and we're taking over your organizations and institutions, and we're going to corrupt your country. And then he turned into a hyena and ran away. And then I heard the same thing at school the next day from a teacher. So I was like, wait, what? This is real? Like, I feel... <laughs> and I was like... You know how it is. I was like 11, 12. So I was like, if this is real, I feel like we should be taking it way more seriously. It should be on the news or something like that. It but sounds yeah. real. It sounds relevant. Yeah. And they were like, when they tell you the adults, they're like, yeah, this happened. This is blah, blah, blah. Like it was this happened. This happened. And like, like I was saying about my mom earlier, they get offended if you say, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then other people get angry when you even talk about it. So it's like See, what you're saying about your mom. That sounds more to me like they have stories and they're like, we don't want to bring it up. We don't want to invite, you know what I mean? I'll tell you one story she told me once. She said that one time in Aksum, there was this lady who didn't get invited to a Kristina. Okay? Some lady didn't get invited to like a baptism. And then, and they, this lady was like the known Buddha and she didn't get invited. So then, basically, 
whenever they try to get the bihuk ready for the injada, which is basically like the batter, or call it the batter, I guess, for the injada, it wouldn't rise. It wouldn't rise. And basically, they just couldn't make injada for this baptism because the Buddha, they say the Buddha cursed it. Wow. Yeah. So that's why you say they're petty. Like, she didn't get that's invited. I mean. It's just like, yeah, usually she didn't get invited. And so nobody's the, eating. <laughs> the European fairy tales, it's like, you know, there's some sort of curse. Like, she goes to sleep and she can't wake up until some prince kisses her. There, it's like, nah, you're just this batch of injera is just, no, it's not happening. It won't rise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just that Somebody, one batch. Someone's at a high altitude. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to rejoin so I can see the comments because for some reason, I can't it's not either. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, so, next topic this is another interesting thing is magic in our culture and the adjacent like so you know i think um we've all heard of deptera right oh yeah Mm -hmm. okay so these people i think technically i really wish uncle was here if uncle was here he could set us straight at the very least give us the church perspective but deptera are like learned people typically like they learn you know the church teachings and such but i've also heard this is just me collecting this um, I couldn't find too much of it online. I, I just from people in Tigray is that like there are these people who are kind of like church adjacent, and they learn magic somehow through the church. I and if they if they don't, yeah, thank you. Please add if they don't learn properly, they can go crazy because the knowledge is too much for them. But also they can be good or bad. Like some of them, when I was there, they would go to these people and like they were clearly like kind of connected to the church, but the stuff they were talking about and doing, I was like, this sounds more like magic than church stuff to me, if that makes sense. And then they do talk about how there's like, you know, Deptera who are bad and they can also use their, you know, abilities or powers or whatever you want to call it to, you know, hurt people. So I don't know. Have you guys heard of anything like that at all? No? Somehow, have you heard? Before I say my piece. Can you repeat it? Oh no, can I? Have you heard anything about magic, deptara, people who learn magic either through the church or outside of the church and use it for good or for ill? No, but I do know my grandma, who's like super religious, um, found out that my cousin was reading Harry Potter and like (laughs) all she knew (laughs) was that it had magic in it and she got rid of them completely, all of them. She banned it. So I think, I don't know, I haven't heard anything. Anything other than that, though? Okay, Fabu. Okay, so what I knew about them, and Uncle actually co-signed this, so if, if he hears this and I lied on your name, I'm sorry, but he said that, well, not he said, this is what it is. They're basically, like, people who are studying to be priests, and then what they learn about, what they learn, they end up taking it and using it towards black magic. So they're like priests gone rogue, essentially, is what a deftera is. And I think Uncle co-signed that one. So I hope I'm not lying to you guys. But yeah. Um, But a lot of what they do is they use like uh, herbs and stuff like that to make poisons, essentially. That Because, for example, this actually happened to my aunt. Um, One time she went to church. She was living in Addis Ababa. She doesn't even speak Amharinya. Okay, She's just living with her kids in Addis. She went to church. Somebody there was like, oh, I'll walk you home. And in her broken, under, uh, broken um, hangar, she understood that. So they're walking. And imagine, like, I don't know what it, they, they had some type of powdery, like, 
some type of powder substance that was actually poison and it pretty much knocked her out like when she got home all of her warki like all of her gold everything like even the stuff in her like bras you know they tuck everything in gone everything was gone and so she basically was not in the right state of mind she was not unconscious but she they basically brought her home brought her home after they stole everything and so they do this kind of stuff wow mhm that's so interesting i know like this stuff see this is how i wonder how it gets passed down they must talk about it at some point cuz i know my younger cousins know about this stuff who are like similar or younger similar age or younger than me so i wonder at what point are they talking about it where are they talking about it because i remember one of my cousins was telling me about something similar about how they can they know like basically what you're saying they know about plants and they know about how to mix things together and they can heal you or harm you with them, whatever they want you know and there was some guy my aunt my great aunt she's very very religious but she went to go visit um a guy somewhere in like i don't know exactly where it was it's close to iraq and he was like in a monastery and they claim oh okay so they claim that he's 200 years old and they also claim that he can fly <laughs> i know and wait i think i've heard this before you heard this before yeah what did you hear wait go ahead it just she just went and visited him they gave him some money and well they gave i think the monastery the money and he and he also said he's very very tall and he's very like pale and stuff and he just you know he delivered basically like um what do you call it he told them their future he was like a fortune teller he told them their future and then they asked also some stuff about ethiopia and tigray and he told them about what's going to happen blah 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 And I was I like this. my uncle yeah. and my aunt were trying to convince me like yeah he's 200 years old he's like you can talk to him and he'll tell you what's going to happen like all this stuff and mm. I was like you guys are crazy <laughs> so and this like is psychic. in yeah basically psychic fortune teller and they're like come come and I was like no I'm good I don't <laughs> I I I wish I kind of went now just to talk and experience it even if I don't believe in it but yeah it's very interesting these things cuz he was very obviously like positioned within the church but from my understanding just the things that were being talked about I was like I don't know how much this has to do with Christianity you know what I mean and I talk about this about how com- our church compared to Europeans is like there's far less pagan influence really like cuz you know Easter the way they celebrate Easter here is you know the bunny with the chocolate Mm-hmm. that's uh, the symbol of a Norse fertility goddess called Oste. So that's where that comes from. Because, wow. you know, bunnies, fertility bunnies, right? So I don't remember where the chocolate comes from. Same thing with Halloween. Halloween is a Celtic, Irish, old holiday that basically they said, oh, okay, let's find out, let's make it a Christian thing, then we can rope the people in. Same thing with like, um, there's a few <laughs> other things in Europe like that. Christmas. But like, Christmas yeah Christmas I don't think I think in the Bible it says Jesus was born in the summer I'm pretty sure in the spring in the spring thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. and I I think the date was decided based off of some previous stuff so when whereas you compare that with us we're a lot more 
strict, at least by my sense of it. You know, we still don't eat pork. I think we're the only Christians that don't eat pork. I don't think other Orthodox Christians follow that. So this kind of stuff is quite, quite you know, um, rare in our culture. Like, you know, finding pagan stuff, it's almost like it was really extinguished. So it's interesting. Danny, a lot of people are asking about this monk. Is this the monk that was over 600 years old that died after building a church? Recently died? Uh, maybe. Oh, I have stories about him. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. I don't, um, to the people asking, um, he could be. I don't know. I, didn't, I don't have too much info on that guy. And, and this is like a two, three-year-old memory. But please, uh, Marvin. Well, right before you go, somebody else added something really interesting, which is that he reached the highest level of sainthood. And then no one has seen his right hand because a lot of people attributed that to leaving him leaving the physical world. Okay. Wow. Hmm. Wild. I believe all this stuff. I believe it. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't see why not to believe it. I believe it. I feel I, like we can't get that old. I'm. I'm getting that. I, I'm. I'm getting there after these blackouts. I don't know. <laughs> like there. <laughs> but. Mabel, did you say you had a story or something? Yeah, I have a story about that monk specifically, the one who just passed away a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. So he changed my life. Like, the, he changed my life. So what happened was, my dad was not, we weren't communicating. We were kind of in a bad place. And so my mom had gone back home. She went to Tigray. And she wanted to go see that monk. She wanted to go pray. She wanted to get Sabal. Where he is is very holy. She wanted to get sand, water, everything, right? So to get there, you have to pass where my dad lives. My mom and dad have not talked for almost 10 years at that point. And she was like, something's telling me that I have to go stop. I have to go talk to him. I have to, I have to fix whatever needs to be fixed, right? So she stops. She talks to my dad. It's like a huge thing because they've been divorced. They don't talk. It's nothing. So she goes and talks to him. And then they have a really honest, open conversation, right? And his family is so welcoming and loving to her. And it feels like family again. Like literally, my, my father's mother is blind. But my mother's name is Sahai. And she said, when my mom got there, she was like, oh my gosh, the sun is bright again. I can see the sun. I see the light. Like when my mom was there. So it was like a very big deal. So my mom sees my dad. They have a conversation. She goes to the saint, right? She gets Sabal, she, whatever, whatever. She comes back. She gets really sick on the road. So she has to go stop at my dad's house again, right? And she's like, this is bizarre. Like I haven't seen this man in 10 years. Our kids aren't even talking. Like, you know, it's crazy. She goes home. Um, she feels better. They figure it out. She goes home to my mom, to her mom's house, and then comes home and says, you guys have to talk to your dad. Like, I spoke to the saint. He said that this is coming. He literally said that this war is coming. He said that we'd be in this place, that Tigray would be here today, that um, it was going to be really, really horrible for us, right? And that we would get past it. Tigray would eventually be free. Tigray will prevail. This is what he said, right? And so... My mom came home and told me that we had to talk to our dad. <laughs> we had to fix whatever it was fixed. And then I was really hesitant about it, but I was like, I kept saying, if God wants me to talk to him, if God wants this to be fixed, God will find a way. God will show me. So I took that as a sign. I spoke to my dad again, and I'm so grateful for it. Because if I had not, and then this had happened, I would the guilt and pain I would be in right now. So yeah. I'm so grateful for that saint. Like, that saint got me to where I am today. I don't know if Tigray Action Committee would be, I don't know if anything would be if my mom had not had a reason to go see the saint and then see my dad and then here we are. So I believe in it and I am grateful for it. <laughs> wow. Mm, wow. What a beautiful story. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. I think we only have a few minutes left. We're getting close There's to the end. There's a lot of questions. End. Okay, let's do it. Let's do some questions. Okay, this is like speed answering. So somebody asked, uh, talk about why Tagarus have the 11, like the slash slash on their eyebrows. Okay, I'll just say quickly what I know and then you guys can chip in. From what I heard from my mom, it's not like an ethnic thing. It's like back in the day, if you got sick, they used to try and heal you by uh, getting out the bad blood. So they would cut you and that's where they preferred to cut you. Every now and then you'll see someone with cuts on other places on their head. And it was a way to get out bad blood. That's what I know. Uh, yeah, someone in, they also cut you here too. If you have mm. like really bad migraines to get out that bad blood as well. And also, that's why many people in our parents' generation, including my mother, why they have their uvula cut out. Because if they get sick or something, they cut their uvula. So ask, if, ask an older person to go, or something like that, they can't do it. I think majority have it out. I'm yeah. pretty sure my parents told me majority of everybody their age, like, that was a thing. Even younger yeah, people who were born in the last 30, 40 years as well. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what, because when I posted about it one time, people were telling me that they didn't have it. Wow. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Um, okay. Next. And sorry, somebody in the comments had said earlier that the the slashes on the eyebrows or side of your face was to protect you from Buddha. I just, I remember oh. that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, somebody said, somebody said that their parents used to make them put mint leaves behind their ears to protect them from turning into a zibi, which is a hyena. I've never heard that. Have you guys have heard that? Or if someone in the comments has heard that, please uh, pipe up. I've never heard that. But I know my friend told me that, uh, I, well, and I've seen it too. Like people have, you know how like older ladies have their ear pierced at the top? Um, they'll like wrap Zaba, which is holy, some type of blessed, I don't know, usually it's like rocks or powder, uh, and they'll have it wrapped around their, their ear to protect them from spirits. Okay. I have yeah. heard, this is a superstition, that if you crush a mushroom or something like that, then a hyena will come. I don't know if anyone's heard that. I haven't heard that. I heard someone else talk about it too on Clubhouse, so I know it isn't just my crazy cousin. It's, I think it's a thing. <laughs> I know okay. whistling. If you do, because when I used to whistle as a kid, my mom would be like, stop doing that. Something is going to come. Wow. Same. Okay. Mm -hmm. She didn't tell you what that. was coming? I, I don't want to lie, but why do I feel like she said temen, which is a snake? But I, I don't I don't remember exactly 100% what it was. Okay. Okay, there's a couple more questions. So um, somebody wants to know if there are any old monuments or statues of snakes in Tigray. Not that I know of. Not that I know of. If I did, I would probably like, freak out and post it everywhere, but not that I know of. <laughs> interesting in the comments they're saying i heard not to stay up at night by yourself because the demons will come and attack you and another person said that the whistling calls the devil okay the whistling calls the devil okay that's what i heard that's what my mom says hmm. people are co-signing your comment about the mushrooms danny okay i just thought about um you know like in the rivers my dad told me this story um you know how a lot of people would die because the rivers are so strong and they don't know how to swim so they would just say Satan is in it uh, my dad told me that one time him and his friends were playing in it and uh, one of his, the guy's leg was stuck and he started screaming Satan Satan got me my leg like whatever and everyone ran and then my dad said you know being a good Samaritan that he is he was like he went back and he kind of waited 
and he saw that you know he thought genuinely thought that Satan was in there but he was like if he was in there he would have pulled him in by now but he didn't and so he kind of like went and and saw that he, his leg was just stuck between rocks but no. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know they yeah they said like in the rivers and stuff Satan is pulling you it's really just gravity <laughs> I love that your dad is debulking all the, the Buddha rumors. Okay, I think there was one more. Um, my dad told me Abba Abba Tenya. Is that the is that the name of the? Okay, I don't know. I I think that's the monk. But uh, she said her dad told her that Abba Tenya would would come get me at night, and I was always scared because it was like a bo- a boogeyman. Oh, Abba Tanya? Is it Tanya or Ta? It's spelled, well, T-A-Y. Tanya? Okay. Tanya sounds better, yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I don't know if that's a monk. That sounds more like a boogeyman. Yeah, okay, we need to research. Did we find a new thing? Is there a Tigrayan boogeyman? Oh my god. Maybe. Who knows? We have all these other stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, Did you hear a story about Never, never heard of Debesom. Has anyone else? Maybe if the person Nati Kasai, can you can you tell us what Debesom is? Um, are there any other questions? Yeah, the blackbird being around your tree—that means somebody's about to die. Wow, I've never heard that one. Oh my God, the superstitions. My mom always told me if your eye twitches, it means hmm. you're you're. Oh no, if your hand is itchy, you're gonna be rich. Okay. If your eye wow. twitches, you're going to see somebody you haven't seen in a long time. Wow. I, I know, too. If you if you sneeze twice, someone's talking bad about you. And if you drop food from your mouth when you're going to eat, it means your mom is hungry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you arrive when somebody's making bun, if you come and it's the first one, it means that your mother-in-law is going to love you. Okay. That is perfectly specific. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was another one. Uh, if when you're sitting down, you know how they do etan when they're doing bun, which is incense for those of you who don't, don't speak English, uh, Tarina. So if the incense come towards you, it means you're lying. You're lying about something. Wow. Wait, wait. Is it any time? Any time the etan comes towards you, it means you're lying? I don't know. I, don't I thought know. it meant, they told me it meant you're blessed. Oh, that, well, those are two very different meanings. Yeah. If you have hiccups, someone is talking about you. Okay. Interesting. I thought if you have hiccups, you're growing. Oh, yeah. okay. That's, That's what right. you were told? Yeah. <laughs> that, that one sounds like a Western superstition. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, I just want to add before the live ends... Um, Danny has a Discord that does a lot of teaching about Tigray's history. So if any of you guys are interested, just DM United Tagato Canada's uh, Instagram page and we can get you the link. Yeah. yeah. And I'll try and add more stuff. I have stuff I need to add. I keep forgetting. I've been working a lot. But yeah, I think we're, it's about to end, isn't it, Febu? My mom said, don't spit in the toilet or you'll get a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a new one. That's, that might be a new one. <laughs> it it is going to end, but we can keep reading the comments until it shuts us off. Okay, let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, someone said, if the dog keeps crying, that means someone's going to die too. Wow. 
Okay. If the airtime comes to you, that means you're you are being loved or a favorite. Well, I gotta check this with my mom. Maybe I lied on her. You you know what it might have been? That might have been like a tactic when you were young, and she was like she put some it on. She knew you were lying about something, and she goes, "If it goes towards you, you're lying." And then you're like, "Ah, oh, I better come clean." My parents used to do that to me all the time. Would they just blow it towards you? Not the ithan, but find some way of like pulling a lie out of me with like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if if this breaks, it means you lied. See, it's broken. And I'm like, oh, they caught me. I <laughs> used know? to tell my little cousins if this was pink, that they're lying. <laughs> I would tell them <laughs> yeah. pull it out. They used to get so scared. <laughs> see, Sam said, don't whistle at night or it attracts snakes. So I see they're, they're oh, lining okay. up. Interesting, if you lose more wolves, snakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you and if you lose gold, uh, something bad's about to happen. Okay, wow. We need to we get a lot. collection of these. But these are so... Do you know what's interesting about these? These are very, like... Like, these are a little bit different than Western ones. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? With Western ones, it's like, you know, you walk under a ladder or you break a glass. It's... it's uh, Or you... Um, uh, a black cat passes your path or... You know, you mm-hmm. step on a crack on the sidewalk or something. Whereas yeah. these, it's like, I don't know how to, like, they're a little bit more vague. Like, if yeah. it's almost, it's it's not like you do something. If this happens, then something else will happen, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, if you go outside past midnight, the devil will possess you. You can't sweep at night. <laughs> if you go out past midnight, the devil will possess Okay, well, then just, like... The whole Western world is just done. Maybe that explains some things, actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people going out past midnight. That sounds like a tactic to keep people at home. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. Yeah. Wait, the people so, want us to do another topic, a live about this topic another time. You know what? For sure, we can definitely do this. It seems like a lot of people are interested. What I'll ask of everyone here and everyone in the audience, this is what, if, if we do this again... Go talk to your parents, talk to your elders, talk to your cousins, whoever. Just collect some stories, right? Collect some stories and then come back here. We'll all share it here. And then that's how we continue this. That's what I would ask. Okay, one last one. Sorry, Danny. Go ahead. No, no, finish. No, I'm just, I talked to my dad for the first time about this topic yesterday. And he corroborated a whole bunch of stuff. And I learned some new stuff. So it's, it's always interesting what you can learn when you just talk to people. Um, somebody's mom gets mad when the shoes are upside down and the the sole is facing up because it's bad luck. I can, oh. Yeah, my mom says the same thing. I know when I would um, sit down, I was told specifically that if the sole of my shoe was facing someone, it was rude. Hmm. Like I shouldn't have the sole of my shoe facing someone. Um, by the way, guys, this will be recorded and saved. It'll be on our, on Tariq on uh, United Tagato Canada's Instagram page. Also, it's going to be on our YouTube and our Spotify and Apple podcasts. So it'll be available on all platforms. Okay. Maybe we got extended. I don't know. I was going to say, did we get the four hour thing? Finally, thank God. We don't have to, we don't have to end it at an hour every single time. We can keep going. Rome High says I'm right about something. What am I right about? Is it the shoes, Rome High? <laughs> um, is there anything that else? The shadow people are real. Yeah. Oh my god. I, <laughs> I hope not. Maybe that's they're the ones shutting off the lights and the power in my house. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, 
those of you who said you had personal experiences or if you have an experience you want to share and it, it's still letting us go if you want to hop on like can you guys send a request if you want to share your your experience about buddha or i don't know you knew somebody who you have an interesting story like feel free to to request to yes, join please. the live and share your story should we jump off will it let more people on i think uh, we can do five okay, no, maybe no, no, I, I think you can only do four but let's see if we even get any Okay, I and I have requested earlier. one story that I just remembered. This one's actually creepy. Okay, so I'll just preface this by saying um, I'm interested in this topic just from even like, um, like I was telling you guys before, just because I think it's important about our culture and we should be documenting this and all this stuff. I don't really believe in it. I'm okay with other people believing in it. Just personally, I don't believe in it. But I had one experience when I was younger. So this was in Canada, a city called Mississauga. Me... My mom, my stepdad, he's a Ferengi in Italian, okay? We were, my mom at the dinner table that night, I love horror movies. She's like, why do you like horror movies, blah, blah, blah. And I always make them rent a horror movie every weekend when we rent a movie. I said, ah, I just like horror movies, I like that kind of stuff. And she told me, you know, then she started telling me about Zarti. I was maybe like 14, 15 at the time. So she's telling me about the Zarti or Deke, Deke She's telling me about all this stuff. Um... And then eventually we go like, okay, let's go watch a, a, a horror movie. And, you know, and they're both complaining. We want to watch a comedy. We work for the whole week. We don't want to watch something scary. So we watch the movie. Halfway through the movie, okay, so if we're all sitting on the couch, then to our right, there's the hallway. In the hallway, there's these two pillars. My stepdad found these pillars somewhere. He installed them. He liked them. And so they're like flush with the ceiling, right? They're like columns, like Roman columns, but you can just put them in and they're flush. And because they're flush, they're stuck. So in the middle of the movie, we one of the pillars somehow gets unstuck and starts bang, 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 bang. Like something pulled it and pushed it back in. And then as we all turn, we all saw like a small shadow go up the stairs. And... My stepdad freaked out because, you know, he's the man of the house. So he starts checking every room. He goes up the stairs. His brother, he used to live upstairs. So he was seeing, oh, maybe it's his brother. His brother wasn't even home. So we're all freaking out. And that night we all slept in the living room together. We were like, I don't know about, (laughs) I don't know if that maybe has anything to do with anything. I just remembered this story because my mom was telling me about the Zarti beforehand. So, I don't know. That's my story. Terrifying, man. That's terrifying. <laughs> I know. That's scary. <laughs> if anyone has any stories, please join us. It's actually not even showing me the request anymore. Maybe it doesn't do that if you have too many guests mm. on. But mm-hmm. it's okay. A few people are saying if you're born and raised in Addis, this is a common thing. Why is it common in Addis? Is it not... <laughs> Maybe was anyone born and uh, raised in Tigray? Maybe they speak about it there as well? Or is there something specific about Addis? I don't know. We'll see. Is Addis cursed? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, depending on what you mean by cursed. <laughs> I know there was one place in Addis when I went and I was younger. My cousins, I forgot if it was a church or what type of building we were walking by. But they were telling me to look down. They were like, don't look these people in their eye. 
because like something bad is gonna happen to you and i was just looking down like i'm not looking at anybody but i can't really remember have you guys heard of that isn't yeah, that definitely. exactly that's buddha like i know buddha, when I evil eye, yeah. they would say the same thing like don't look at i swear me and my sister would be like she's a buddha she's a buddha like we would just start thinking we knew who was a buddha based off the way that they look at you like it's like a deep stare but i mean i feel like everybody looks at you like that when you're back home because you're you're the farangi there you know what i mean yeah yeah um have you guys ever heard see i don't know if this this might just be an ethiopian thing and not really it's a grind thing have you guys heard about zar zar is like or have you ever heard about anything if anyone in the comments has heard about it please post or write about it um they're like it's like women getting possessed by spirits and then they start to go crazy you know and then they start asking for stuff saying oh i need like alcohol or i need food or stuff like that have you guys you guys have never heard about anything like that no not does it happen like in church or just anywhere not church usually like you know at home or wherever i've heard of that like like west african stuff so this is a a big thing in like amhara you know dabu i don't know about oromia and i wasn't sure if it was in tibet because i've only read about it really online and i've heard about it a little bit in addis but um the interesting thing is that it's called the cult of zar outside of ethiopia because it the similar thing happens in egypt and iran and the speculation is it came from slaves from some ask for gold from southern ethiopia as they were taken to other parts of the middle east that's how it spread so i was wondering and i don't i don't know if there's something like that in integral Somebody said uh in Tirinya it's called Kole, I don't know, K O L L E. Okay, interesting. But there is That's somebody who wants to come on and share their story. Okay. Can they are they able to make it on with us? Does somebody no. to well, come? Yes, somebody. Anybody. Thank you so much for joining guys. Yes. Like Oh, can I ask really fast? I'll jump off, but I just have a question. I wanted to know is the Ark of the Covenant cursed does it bring curses with it i have heard that supposedly this is what i've heard that that is why tigray is unconquerable because we have the ark of the covenant and anyone who comes to invade tigray will be cursed and will suffer somewhere down the line that's what i've heard i've heard similar that if you were to have the the ark of the covenant you have that type of power and that it's mm. specific to who can actually see it and hold it and such which is why we only have that abba in that church mm-hmm. but my question was because we have it are we also cursed is that why we continue to have these wars mm. and is that why it keeps coming back to us you know that's wow. a good question that's a good question maybe we should get uncle for that one yes please mm. i'm a big fan uncle <laughs> i can't find him yeah. anywhere i'm like is he on instagram i can't find him but i'm a huge fan i will jump off <laughs> Okay, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you. How do you know? Rome has uh, <laughs> Rome has said I heard you go blind if you see the ark. Yeah, I've heard like if you look at it that something horrible will happen to you. That's what I've heard, yeah. Okay, I've requested um our friend who's going to join us. Hi guys. 
Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm not in it. Hi, not I'm at work. I'm actually hiding in another room, taking <laughs> out. I couldn't avoid the conversation you guys are having. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. No, thank you for talking about it and making it sound so normal to talk about it. We have to, man. We people need to hear about this kind of stuff. Whether we believe it or not, we need to know that it's a thing. Yeah. Okay, um, so tell us my, your story. My personal experience, um I was starting with the last conversation that you guys were having about the qolle. It's called integrinya, it's called qolle. Apparently growing up for me, um I only knew what people would experience um if they're chewing chat or um when they're doing a specific kind of itan, that person will go just have a reaction to it, which means apparently that they love what they're smelling or they love what they are around the environment they were up to um funny enough last night we here in Sydney we were celebrating Mariam Gumbot and um they there's this old lady um that was there part of the celebration and the song apparently had only liked the song and she's a very old lady she stood up and she was going full on and everybody that was the, the young generation they were like what the hell is this like what is going on and i found it so hard to explain it to those kids because you don't tell them it's a bad spirit do you tell them it is she's possessed because it, she's such a fragile old lady and see her up and just doing all of that stuff it makes you so scared and don't have words to explain it and these things are true and they exist it doesn't matter whether you're an adi whether you are anywhere else if they are inside of you i don't think even a holy water would get them out that you just learn to live with it in saying that uh talking about buddha um i experienced it as a kid um i'm going to be darker with the australian sun but growing up i was very very white considering to habisha people that means you very um it's easy to be eaten by buddha like buddha the correct term integrinya is buddha kabar akiu you know like or the evil eye the spirit um so i i had my hair is very long sorry for the messy hair so growing up as a kid it was very long and it's not normal for for you to go outside if you're very light skin and if you have very good hair you're not supposed to go outside especially um in these areas in Addis Ababa that you're not supposed to go because you will be attacked by that so where i was at those people that have the power of buddha in them um that you're not supposed to be around them they integrinya is called nasab aini like they don't use the term buddha or um it's the evil eye and literally my head was everything was eaten from here to the back of my neck my hair just fell off and wow. i was i was sick for months my father didn't know how to cure me he went to every village that he was told to go get different kind of herbs and like leaves to do and put on my hair so it can stop falling off i couldn't sleep that it was that bad and at the end he figured out who 
the lady was, the Buddha in the area. And they told him she had to either spit on me or they have to get her hair, bring it to me and burn it so I can smell the hair so I can get cured. Wow. So they had to get her spit, mix it with um, specific kind of tabel. It's not tabel, the my tabel, the water, the holy water, but it's, it's kind of mad. Like, you know, the clay, you make it out of clay. He used that and then he put it all over my hair and then it stopped. Only her speed made it stop. Nothing else was working. No tabel, no nothing, nothing was working. But can I ask a question? And maybe I missed this. How did they get her spit yeah. or she gave it? Uh, she, they begged her and she asked for something like in return. I think she wanted, um, uh, I don't know what she wanted, but apparently she wanted something and my father had to provide that. And then, but everybody around my neighborhood had to beg her because I was suffering. Like I was literally really, really sick and they had to beg her and that's how I got cured. How old were you and, at that time? Um, I think I was about seven. Wow. Um, and there was a time when I was a kid as well. My, my, my grandmother, may she rest in peace. Um, she, is very spiritual. Like Daniel was explaining earlier, there's things that you're not supposed to do. For example, my sister was commenting about sweeping the house at night. It's you. It's like you're taking out all the blessings and you're giving it to the spirits at night. Um, there's certain things, and then then um, this the thing that the eleven number. Mm-hmm. It's not just on the forehead or here. I have it on my back, on my lower back. I have the eleven. And that is because, as I said, being born as white-skinned kid, um, my whole family is very dark-skinned. I was the only light-skinned. So it, they do anything and everything to protect you from that. They think that you're very vulnerable to being in that stage or where you will be attacked by all this bad spirit. And it's not just me. I have another friend of mine who's light-skinned as well. Same thing happened to her with the with the hair because she was very light skinned and everything and the area she was born was the same area that I was attacked so that area is usually that they tell you avoid that area it's so the lady who did you actually see her did you guys cross paths or she was able to like curse you without even yeah. ever seeing you oh, okay yeah you did see her she 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 um the the area that where we lived it's those little houses. It's like, you know, the community housing. I don't know if you've been to, um, at this, now that there's apartments and everything, but there's this like, um, like the, uh, where it's a big com- compound, but there's little houses in there. So she's, she's in there. So there's not, there's no way that you, there's nothing that you can do to avoid it. But people usually can live in peace with her. But I was the one that came out of nowhere. I was never, I wasn't born there. I was removed there when I was six year old. So she got the chance to see something that it wasn't there. And she didn't have that warning from anybody from my family to say, stay away from her. Wow. And so are they, I have so many questions because, so there are people, first of all, there are people asking where the area is. If you feel comfortable sharing that, just in case there's anybody in Addis that needs to steer clear. Um, feel free to share that information. Um, 
the only reason why I wouldn't want to share it is because it's got that um, a label of the ethnicity tribe in there, which I don't believe it's because of the ethnicity that that happens. I don't know if that lady is from that ethnicity group, but I know it is. Um, it's generalized. It. It's in Mercato, around Mercato. Mm. But it's not just that. Uh, the another topic I was going to mention was Daniel was talking about. Um, yes, Ojib. Mm-hmm. That topic, that I experienced. That if my sister is here on live, she will collaborate. Um, I experienced that same thing as well, but it wasn't in Mercato. It was outside somewhere else. So it's it's they think it's a, a very specific tribe that has it, but speak and now hearing about Danny, you explaining about that, it's also connected with the Tigray as well. It just makes you question it's just this spirit exists everywhere. It doesn't matter what tribe you are, but then some of them are more connected to the spirit than the others. Mm-hmm. I never even knew this kind of stuff was tribal. I just assumed, I didn't think in my head it was even specifically for Tagarus because I've talked about this stuff with, for example, Eritreans who say, yeah, same thing. So I never even had a thought it would be tribal. But so the lady, was she a Buddha? Are they saying she was a Buddha or are they saying she's something else? She was Buddha. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. That was her nickname. It's like Buddha. Wow. Can I? Can I ask a question? So, did you ever find out why she did that to you? Was it jealousy or something? She just wanted me as her daughter, as her kid. She envied me. Mm. Because she thought I was... um, It's all about the superstition about being the... Even in West Africans, you hear it about if you're born with the light skin and different kind of hair, you're more... Um, considered as an, you know, something else. But for her, she wanted some, she wanted a kid like me. She, she envied me. She couldn't have me. It's like someone said about the wedding. She couldn't, she wasn't invited. She can't eat there. She, she's not invited. She wanted to destroy the wedding. So the same thing. She can't have me. Why would my, my father should have me? So she would want to destroy me. Wow. Wow. Okay, what's the... Do yeah. you want to share your um, your story about uh, the Zib'i? The yes, Zib'i, please. oh, that is a very, very funny one. Um, so, I was born in Asmara. So, my father brought us to Addis, me and my sister. So, once we moved into Addis, uh, this is a very, very long time ago. So, the area that we were living in, it's very, very remote, like away from everything. Um our neighbor, the closest neighbor was it's a two minute walk from my house. That's how much remote it was. And our house is made out of just the metal. Like, you know, the, um, I don't Kor-koro. know what it's called in English. Kor-koro, made out of Kor-koro. So you can hear everything. So our other neighbors, people warned us, say, these people turn into Zippy at night. So be careful. And given that, I was the light-skinned kid. My father, he got that warning, you know? Like, be careful with her, be careful with her. This area is not safe. My father is like, nah, I don't believe in that. Whatever, he didn't care. Well, he left me and my sister. We were about six and seven, maybe. And they would come around my house, roaming. 
and then I will sneak through the you know the nail the hole through mm-hmm. the korkoro I will sneak through there to see and then I'll see them and then you can see it's half hyena half human you, maybe it's my eye tricking me I don't know maybe it's because I believed what people were telling me I don't know but it it is true it has it is the way they um they make the sounds it's not like the hyenas it is some kind of different kind of i just thinking about it my body is just giving me goosebumps is it is some kind of the weirdest noise you could ever hear it is different so i sorry i'm just replying in the comments but this is this is wild okay so so you saw them yourself you saw it you saw the half zip yeah. half Per, half hour and a half person. Yeah. Yeah. And these people that like, I will see them during the day. What? Okay. Like you see them so in kind of recognize yeah, around my area. Yeah. Mm. But, but the thing is the head part for me like if it wasn't for the topic that you guys brought up today I've always believed that, like now nah, they're just doing that to scare us because they knew it was just me and my sister in the house. I I made myself believe now nah, it's not true. It's just people telling me oh it's just you know there's either people that turn into hyenas but i'm like no they just probably put something on to make me and my sister be scared because it's just the two of us there's no one there to protect us there mm-hmm. so it's we're vulnerable it's easier to scare us or to prank us if you call it but now that danny brought up the topic and we're talking about like my goodness maybe it was true maybe it is actually what i saw was real Can I ask how old you were when you saw them? This is right after we moved from Asmara, so I was about probably 5 or 6. Wow. And yeah, I just if by the way if anything is uncomfortable, you don't want to answer it, it's no problem at all. Please just tell us it's too much. But we're so fascinated. I'm sure everybody's dying to know more details too. Like the 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 Buddha, I guess it was a Buddha. what like how which half of it was human which half of it was zibi i always wondered this i don't know like is it like the head is the human and the legs are the zibi i just need to know more about this um i think from memory it's a vivid memory it's the head part i think it's because they even if you go on your floor like you know if i was to put my arms on the floor i'm going to look like an animal anyway so if they get let, letting go of their hair and going crazy of course it's going to look like the head is going to be the one that turns into hyena like the top part but i don't think it physically changes into that but it's just the way the spirit makes them change the way their body language is they look like an animal that right. is my perception i don't think it physically changes that's way scarier to me that's way scarier <laughs> that's that it's something a half zibi half person is scary but a person outside your house acting like a zibi <laughs> is way scary <laughs> wow wow so did you only see them at night or was it only at night okay. they only come out at dark and then it is not even only when it turns dark it is a specific time between midnight until 3 a.m. wow it's only specific hours they don't they don't want to see the sun it's it's what they say it's like um here the midnight full moon kind of thing effect it's the same thing 
wow that's enough you just yep. like blew our minds this is this is uh, i never even it was never even an option that it was humans pre- not pretending but just like walking around acting like a hyena so this is like new information for me wow because if you really think about it for me um i would rather believe that it's a human possessed by the spirit acting like an animal mm-hmm. instead of you telling me for me it's impossible to turn into hyena but mm-hmm. if i can sit here and um seeing a lot of people that can get possessed especially if you go around if you go to abal abadi you will see so many people that are possessed and the way they act the things that comes out of their mouth it scares you and you forget that they're actually human beings so for me i would rather believe that they just possessed with this spirit that makes them and turns them and act into an animal than a human being turning into a literally hyena wow yeah i'm shocked do you have any other story any if anybody has questions um for nets on net she seems really open feel free to like put it Bring in it the on. question box yeah You know what it makes me think of Nets and it is you know if you see you have you seen a zebra when you were in Ethiopia? Yep. You know how unlike other animals with four legs not like cats dogs they always look like they're about to stand up because their back legs are a little bit shorter. You know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. Yeah. I don't know why I thought of that. It's just they always look like they're about to and they're smart too. Just zebra on its own. Oh, yeah. I, we used to live in Torohaloch. This was a long time ago. Torohaloch. Yeah. That's where the experience I had with the zebra. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. The one I yeah. had was you oh my god, I just remembered something. I'm going to tell you guys this story. This is I wish my cousin was here. I just spoke to him today cuz he can corroborate the story. We went this was broad daylight. Broad daylight at this Torohaloch. We used to love back in the day one laslasa was 1 burn 50 cents. So? Yep. We would save up, save up, save up. And then we would go um not only save up money we would save up the the cans we used to be able to go back and give the cans and get some money so we'd go and get the cans go back get a bunch of laslasa usually for a holiday or something like that and then bring it back to the house so one day we were doing that bringing back a bunch of laslasa oh no bur sorry we returned the the cans and we got the the bur mm-hmm. so we're coming back we have all our bur we're so happy we're talking about all the things we're going to do we're going to buy mastika we're going to buy this blah 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 then we see a big telephone pole and this is like this is back when Torohaloch was not like in the middle of the city there was like zivi everywhere mm. um and there was a big telephone pole made out of wood and then being stupid boys we were like let's see who can hit the telephone uh, pole with a rock so we're throwing rocks my cousin's beating me i'm getting sad and then i pick up oh i picked up a l- bunch of little rocks because we were counting points and i threw it I said, "See, I hit it with a bunch of little rocks, so I have more points now." And then he goes, "Ah, what do you look?" And he picks up a nice-sized rock and goes, "I bet you can't hit it with something like this." And he throws it and he hit it. And it made me so mad cuz he was older than me and he was, you know, stronger and whatever. So then, I picked up a really big rock, a big at the time for my hand. And I was like, "Watch this." And I threw it, whipped it, missed the pole, it went, it hit something in the tall grass and we heard a loud like roar. To this day I still remember not a zibi something and we <laughs> bolted I've never run like that in my life <laughs> we were so terrified and I remember my cousin he's old he's like two years older than me but like when you're 11 12 13 that's a big difference 
he's running, but he's also kind of like looking back at me. And I'm like, please, God, don't leave me behind. And then we got to this like intersection where there's like, you know, some soldiers, because this was an area where there was like a military base, essentially, some soldiers, yeah. or whatever, and a lady. And they're like, what's what's going on? And they're like, we heard we heard a noise, blah, blah, blah. There was like a thing there. We threw it, hit it. And yeah. they're like, uh, she, 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 she. Then they went. And the next day, they came back to our house, and they were like, just don't go there anymore. And we're like, what? I still, to this day, I remember, I talked about it every time, like the last time I went back, like 10 years ago, and the last time I went four years ago, I asked him about it, and he was like, do you remember? He goes, yes. And he just says, yes. And I will go, oh, and he goes, nah, let's not talk about it. <laughs> he might be in I the remember. comments. Wow. What's that? He might be in the comments. It seems like somebody knows this story. Maybe. Oh, I told that's my buddy. He's a that's my yeah. Tada friend. I've told him the story. Um, I still to this day, the noise we used to like, what could it be like? That's not Zivi. We know what a Zivi sounds like. If you live in Ethiopia, you know yeah. what it sounds like. It's not that we're like, it's not like a lion or something. There's none in Addis Ababa or leopard or whatever. Eventually, they told us because we kept bothering and asking. They're like, yeah, they said it's a neber. And they said, just like, you know, stop asking. But like they didn't seem convinced either, and they were very adamant. Don't go like back. Like a tiger? Ne- no, like leopard. Oh. Hmm. But there's no leopards in Addis Ababa. I, at the time, I was like, I guess adults said it, so it's true, you know, when you're a kid. Wow. I just freaked myself out. I remember that. Like, I remember that noise. It's stuck in my head. Yeah. It is a specific noise. It was it's, like a, it's a different kind of. Yeah. La- what I heard was a loud. I want to say it was somewhere between like a roar and a scream. Like I, I, I hit something in the head. That was my immediate thought. I hit something in the head. Yeah. The, um, just a question. Do you think it was someone uh, that was just watching you guys play? Not a person. First off, it was in, it was like Not a, a person, lot. but it was somebody was just hiding there. Just, um, for example, like the, the, the zip eight part, you know, like someone was just watching you guys there. And just getting fascinated about it. Maybe they're just hiding from you. You didn't even know that. Hmm. The only, like, I just know it was not, no person can make that noise. That's all we assumed. It's got to be some kind of animal. Definitely not yeah. a human being. No human being can make that noise with their mouth. It was so loud and so scary. I know for, for sure I hit something in the head with a rock. Because as soon as it went into the tall grass, I remember... I have vivid memory. I remember the wooden pole. I remember me and my kid, uh, my cousin, the gravel road, the tall grass. I was maybe like four foot something at the time. And the grass was almost as tall as us. And I threw it, went over. And when it went in, it was like a big rock, maybe the size of my fist. And it like hit something and that thing made a noise. And then we Okay, can I ask you a question? Is this where um, Torha Luch just speaking of the grass it, it grows so long and they used to cut it and sell it for celebrations when it comes out I'm at, are you talking about that area no 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 this is like no. a little lot um i actually don't know near the american embassy or where it used to be not the american embassy okay. sorry there was an area where when i was a kid the americans would go for like to like do horse riding and stuff there are people in the comments very scared, guys, saying that <laughs> they can't sleep tonight. Um, but Go get hey, your Bibles, people. Yeah, <laughs> do some solat tonight. There, there are more people yeah. in the comments who want to give their uh, their personal testimonies. 
Do we have time, Danny? I got time as long as you guys got time. Yeah, I'm free. All right. I can go ahead and hop off. Thank you guys for having me. No, I will hop off. I need to go back to work. I'm hiding in a room. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Great story. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. You guys should keep it up. You guys should do it more. I love it. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. This is really interesting, guys. Guys, you brought back that memory. Oh, my God. I'm going to watch from the comments. Is she? Okay. This is a okay. great topic. I think there should be a part two. I'm about to go ask my dad now. About Thank, you okay. Hi, Thank you so much. Hi, Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. How are you Hello. guys? Thank you for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Um, so I think it's really cool that you guys are talking about this because, you know, especially for us that were born or grew up in the West, it's kind of hard for us to conceptualize. And um, so when I was a kid, I heard about it a lot, you know, and I asked my mom multiple times. And my mom is very much, you know, Hagara said, like her Bahadi, she's just, she doesn't really exaggerate things. She doesn't like to talk about negative things. She definitely did not want to scare me about going back home. And um, after we went back in 2014, we had a great time. I think she felt comfortable telling me this story. And this was after I was already, you know, late in my 20s, so she felt comfortable telling me this. So with my mom, she also heard these stories, but when she was young, she went to Addis Ababa. She said, you know, she lived a very um, sheltered life, very spoiled life with her rich aunt, and uh, never really saw any of these things happen. And then in high school, she went back to Bizet, where we're from, which is very Hagarasab. And um, she said that she had a neighbor who, to piggyback off of um, what was just said, her neighbor, she said, was very beautiful, uh, very light-skinned, very noticeable. And she said, Buddha Hizuwa was like what was being said, you know, in the neighborhood. And um, she said that a priest came. And literally what she described to me, she doesn't understand that this is what we see in American movies, such as like an exorcist. Um, but she said that the priest was literally praying over her and hitting her head and her back with a rock and and all of that. And she said she saw this as a teenager. She saw the woman get on her knees and start howling and a voice that came out of her that was not her voice saying, you know, I wasn't yet like and saying, you know, I'm not going to get out. And then wanted perfume, which is so weird. I don't know what's up with this whole perfume thing. Wanted to drink perfume. They gave her perfume. um, And the priest, my mom said that the priest hit her head. And if you know my mom's personality, she would never tell me a story like this. You know, and this was her eye testimony. The priest was hitting her to the point where blood was coming. And afterwards, she said that the the voice was saying things like, I'm not going to get out. I'm not going to leave. And then eventually the voice left and her voice came back. Yeah, Marla, you know my mom, that's her aunt, you know her. She would never say anything like this. And she said that the, um, I'm like, my heart is beating just even thinking about it, but she said that the voice left and then the woman's, you know, uh, very uh, high-pitched voice came back and she didn't know what happened. She didn't know why she was covered in blood. She was asking what happened and she said that the woman was healed after that. Um, so that was like the closest testimony that I had heard. I also had, um, 
uh, a family friend, um, Mabel, I know you're in the comments, uh, Aurora, and she was half uh, Tara, and she went back, and she was in a church, and she said that this old woman was just staring at her, and like you guys said, being like Faranji or coming from Kavotai, they're like, they always look at us, but she said that she immediately had to run out of the church and was just vomiting, um, and she attributed it to Buddha as well. So, I mean, that's just my only two cents, but honestly, that is terrifying to me to hear someone I trust, like my mom, who's very, very uh, downplays everything, um, to wait till I was 29 to say, yes, this is real, and I actually saw, she didn't know I was interpreting it as an exorcist, but I mean, it was an exorcist, the way she explained it, um, and this was in Hagarasa, part of Tigray, so I don't think that it's um, selective to any particular area, per se. Um, I heard you guys saying Adisawa, but this she never saw anything like this in Adis. When she, it was when she went back to Sagrai that she saw that. So yeah, um, wow. it's very real. I I don't know I don't know if we are vulnerable to that in the West um, or if it exists in other parts. You know, I know in West Africa they have a lot of other, or even in the islands they have their own kind of version to this. Um, but it, it is real. I believe yeah. it's real. After hearing this, this testimony from my mom, it was terrifying. I mean, blood coming out, a different voice coming out, saying she's not, she's, they're not going to leave her body. And then I don't know. Have you guys heard this whole like drinking um, perfume that they do, and also that they go with the hyenas at night? Um, I also have heard that too. That not necessarily that they're literally half hyena, half human, but when they're possessed with this, that they actually can kick it per se with the hyenas um so it makes yeah. sense because that's what Netza and Netza said like they don't turn into a hyena it was like they just kind of started acting like one right right um and you know I don't know I, I think it's very real I don't understand it but um I know you guys don't know my mom but anybody that knows my mom knows that testimony she actually told me that like that is so real it and she waited. I asked her many times as a child, and she did not want to terrify me about going back home. Um, she waited until I fell in love with back home that she was like, okay, I'm going to keep it real with you. Like, and it's a so real thing. I think I missed the beginning, but did she, was it the same situation as Netzanek with the hair? Or just like in general that it was a beautiful, like light skin, that kind of vibe? My mom didn't mention anything about her hair, but she just said she was beautiful and she was very noticeable. You know, there are beautiful people all over, but the fact that she was so light that she stood out um, and that she said she was the sweetest lady and it was very clear to everyone in the area that something was wrong with her when she was sick. Wow. But to me, what really stood out was the whole priest hitting her head and her back with a rock and that she bled and that the voice, of, like a, a deep a deep different voice came out saying I would say yeah I'm not going to get out and that they demanded certain things I know my, I don't remember the other things that they demanded but the perfume stuck out to me you know Uncle and they told me a story like that once I hope he hops on because same thing he like he witnessed it himself so I would love for him to share that story but yeah it's 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 like an exorcism and it's basically it seems like the devil is talking out of this person right 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 saying they're not going to leave their body and demanding certain things. You know, I, um, yeah, what were you saying about the perfume? Was she asking for perfume yes. or she to drink it? And she drank it. 
Wow. And that, and I've heard that from other people, to be honest. I've even, I've, even when we were back home, we took a family friend's sister family things and we heard that and they say that they say that it can run in your family like I know one particular couple where they're the sweetest couple in Denver I mean they're the greatest like they're amazing um and actually one is technically Eritrean one is technically Tigrayan the woman Tigrayan and my mom said that both of them their families are known to have this problem and that's why they married. Like a lot of people marry when they know that their families struggle with this. Mm. Um, and my mom said when I was born, um, the mom wanted to hold, she held me and everybody was like, um, like going off on my mom, basically saying, why are you letting them hold her? And my mom said, well, just because it's in their family, like doesn't mean that I'm gonna treat them any differently. Um, and then to piggyback off of the story I was mentioning earlier, when we were back home, we went to a family, friends, like someone in our community from Denver, um, we went to their sister's house and I've been told that they have it in their family and we took a lot of perfume. So I don't know what that was about either. Um, it was just in my head. Well, I wonder why we're taking them perfume, knowing that they were known to have that in their family. Wow. Wow. But yeah, they're, they're, apparently they intermarry when they know that that's an issue, even if it's in their lineage, you know? Mm -hmm. mm. Danny, it reminds me of how, like, you know, like the classism in, in Tigray and, like, barias have to marry other barias. And, like, there's, like, you have to marry within your class. Yes. Yeah. That's why I think right. I was reading once saying that, like, it was almost like a caste system. There's, like, an argument that we had a caste system because you could not marry outside of your caste. Like, nobility, mm -hmm. commoners... Abib Baria, you don't marry outside of that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was crazy, too, because my grandmother said something like that to me. And I'm chocolate. We're chocolate. We're all brown, you know, in my opinion. And my grandmother mm -hmm. told me when I was a kid, she said, like, and she basically said, like, Baria. And I was so offended because I was just like, what? Like, that's, what do you mean? You know, mm -hmm. um, I mean, now when I was a child, I couldn't have been older than eight. So she was like, I know that any now. You know. What does what does that mean for the the Tigrinya <laughs> the Tigrinya challenge? Sorry, can you can I get a tra translation? Like what she was saying there. Oh, I mean, <laughs> not how it's like we're not, we we don't marry, you know. Those people. Yes, my grandmother was telling me Baria, I mean, like we don't marry Barias, and she was saying that I'm like there are there are help, mm -hmm. which I thought was yeah. crazy because we're from a very poor. Hagarasa village. So I'm mm. like, how can we say that when we're very poor? We're not. Exactly. You know. But then there are, there, there were, well, people don't like to talk about this. And we brought this up on Tari Time before, but there were slaves in Ethiopia. There were slaves in Tigray. And they, they had to marry within themselves. They couldn't marry, quote unquote, up, like other classes. They had to marry, slaves married slaves. The people who are Tabib, who basically mean they were trades people they had to marry other trades people and then so on and so on right it's really interesting yeah i it's good that we're talking about these things though because then you know we understand that we're not alone we start to dissect it we start to understand it we start to break down like different even things in our mind like um you know i i remember i was uh 
I was holding a baby, uh, a community member of ours that has a baby with a West African. And somebody that I'm very close to that I consider like a mother was like calling him, like joking about it, but calling him barra and saying things like, you know, you know, guale like not like you and just like really mean, really just like really, um, the mean is not the word, but just that Western ideology. And I'm like, we're African, like how can we say that to each other, you know? But it just shows, like, even back home, the way that they are, we still have a lot of uh, complexes, even though we've never been colonized. We have a lot of complexes to debunk, you know? Mm-hmm. 100%. That could be a whole um, conversation in itself. Yeah. Right. Maybe maybe uh, another episode of Tariq Time. Yeah. yeah. You guys are doing a great job with this, by the way. I know I'm just hopping on momentarily, but I'm so amazed. I mean, everything that's going on in our community is just... I'm at a loss for words of how amazed I am, but this in particular, learning our history, Tarikna, is the only way out, is knowing how we got here, you know. Um, So thank you so much for dedicating your time and energy and resources to educate us. Um, I learn things through you guys all the time, and I'm one who thinks I know a lot, but you guys teach me stuff all the time, so thank you. No, thank thank you. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I keep doing what you're doing. I'm so proud of all you guys. I love all of you. I, I've never met you, but I can't wait to hug all of you guys. You know, tonight or what? And like, you know, I can't Amen. wait till we celebrate our, our our freedom because it is coming. We're not going to absolutely. One hundred percent. Thank you. I love you guys. God bless Thank you. you. Bye. Have Thank you very day. much. Bye. You too. Okay, Danny. So, should we wrap it mm. up then? I think so. I think that's a good way to wrap it up on that message. Tegai ta'awet. Tegai Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys again in two weeks. Okay, have a good night, everyone. Bye-bye, everybody.